episode 486 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. Boy, it seems like we just did this. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, with you, as always, I'm Glenn. That's Josh. Hello. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about games and stuff, even though I barely played any because I was doing all the ba- or all the football stuff all weekend. Hopefully Josh is going to pick me up a little bit, though. No. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> of course Not going to happen. What's that? Not going to happen. That's fine. Nobody has time to listen to this anyway, because No Man's Sky comes out tonight at midnight. And like five of our listeners are going to buy it and play it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, this week, some new releases, uh, a couple of news items, what we're playing and watching, what's going on around PS Nation, and some emails if we can find them. I got some stories about, about Ohio, some interesting stuff. We had a good time. It'll be fun. Talk about the footballs. So all the all the Europeans right now, there's no football. There's no bloody football. That's Glenn at PSNation.com with two N's. Yeah. Please. Not me. Yeah. Yeah. Josh will do something later to piss somebody off. No. Probably me, but that's usually what happens. He gets under my skin. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of in the job description. I don't remember writing that job description. Mark did. Mark wrote it. Yes. Ah. He was I thought still that job description was just take a, a sleeping pill before you start. No. Huh. <clears throat> wow. Nobody told me these things. All right. Well, let's get the, uh, let's get the house cleaning out of the way. There's a lot of different ways you can reach us if you'd like to. Uh, one of those... Obviously, being over at our website at psnation.com. You can uh, find all the reviews, all the news articles, all the other stuff we put up there. And um, you can also find that Contact Us section on the front page. And that will give you all that useful information, like our Skype name, which uh, is WDT-Torgo. If you want to leave us a voicemail, uh, it gives you the email address, podcast at psnation.com. gives you our PSN IDs. Uh, I had one this week, actually, so I'm just going to uh, remind everyone, please, if you're going to add us on the PSN, just let us know who you are. Uh, somebody did it from, like, the PS3, and two words from the message came through. And then I get this accusatory message a couple of days later, like, why didn't you add me? And I'm like, I, this is what I got from you. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, why don't you add me? Uh, so, you know, no, no disrespect. I just didn't know what that meant. I thought it was just kind of gibberish. So I ignored it. And actually, I don't think this person added me either. They just sent me a message. So I don't know this whole add me back thing. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm old. I, I get confused easily. You know, it happens. Uh, you can also find our Twitter accounts, which, uh, if you want to follow Josh, you can do that at PJF Josh. You want to follow me, you can do that at Torgo PSN. And, of course, our main account, at PS Nation, which we'll tweet anytime we put anything up on the website. So if you like that whole feeling of having, like, you know, the news feed thing going on, you can do that on Twitter as well. Um, you can also hit our forums button over there or just go to psnation.com slash forums and join into all the discussions happening over there. 
You can uh, find us on, on the Facebooks. Just go to facebook.com slash PS Nation page or just do a search for PS Nation and find our page there. You know, like it so we can get some of those uh, theoretical internet dollars. That'd be really cool. Uh, if you want... Somebody just messaged me, so it just totally screwed me up. Thanks a lot, Ray. Yeah, I'm calling Ray out. Uh, if you want to find our podcast network, you can do that over at VGEVO.com. If you like to stream your podcast, you can find us on pretty much all the major streaming services like Google Play Music, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, etc., etc. And uh, last but not least, if you would like to uh, help support us monetarily, we don't have you know a PayPal thing. Well, actually, we do have a PayPal setup, but we don't really ask anybody to do that. Uh, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have a GoFundMe, anything like that. Uh, we have a bunch of different affiliate links set up which with popular sites like BestBuy.com and Amazon.com and GameStop and uh, TigerBeat or I don't know. A bunch of different popular websites. And uh, all you have to do is go find that affiliate link section on our website on the front page there. And just click that link for that store. You were probably already going to shop there anyway. Click our link to get to the store, and anything you buy, we get a little piece of the action. Or, like I said, click that link and make that your bookmark for that website. So anytime you go to that bookmark, it uses our link automatically. Bickety-bam, bickety-boom. We get to pay for our servers. We get to pay for our web hosting. We get to pay for our podcast hosting, which are two separate things. So that's how that's how we do it, folks. And that's yep. it for me. Yeah. That's it? That's it. Nothing more? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I'm looking at the list. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> now I'm just trying to finish uh, uh, fixing this No Man's Sky article that ah. Chaz put up and put actual real money currency amounts instead of this Euro trash and uh I was gonna say maybe what did you put Bitcoin in there? <clears throat> no. Put Zenny in there? It was one was in pounds, the rest was in Euros, and I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean if you live in England yeah. you can only buy the pounds. You're not allowed to touch Euros anymore. True. That was all part of Brexit. It was in the agreement. <laughs> I saw it. Day one can't use Euros anymore. Yep. Actually did they ever really did they ever use Euros in, in England? <laughs> no. I was going to say, because I remember I had to use them in Belgium and France, but we never made it over to England, so I never got to find out. I just really wanted to see, like, if you went through the channel or whatever, like, getting from France over to England, if I had to do, like, if there was a big, like, uh, uh, X in the street, because you have to go to the opposite side of the street. Well, no, there's a big X in the tunnel where the the trains Ah. cross over. And, you know, if they're going at the same time, boom. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they have a Tandy TRS-80 running that whole system. So they should be <clears throat> Well, no, I think Delta has a Tandy TRS-80 running their whole system, apparently. Yeah, or they probably got hacked. Who knows? <laughs> I think somebody did. Well, somebody put a picture up of uh, Johnny from the airplane movies, you know, <laughs> when he pulls the plug. Mm-hmm. Well, they claim it was a fire in the data center, so. Oh, is that what they're saying? Yes. Which took out their main server and their backups. <laughs> <laughs> because having your main and your backups side by side in the data center. That is a great sounds idea. very 80s. <laughs> that sounds very 80s. 
Yeah. What's this dual homed, you know, disaster recovery plan? We we don't understand that. Why would you keep your data in two different places? That's just ludicrous. Yeah. Well, actually, that was a big thing at um, um, September 11th. Yeah. The majority of the Wall Street firms had their data center or their offsite data center was in the World Trade Center. Yeah, because, I heard about that. Yeah, that uh-huh. was, you know. It's the World Trade Center. It's the safest place to keep it. Sure. <clears throat> Ours, our servers never went down. We had to shut our servers down because all the debris blocked up all the air conditioning vents and everything on the roof. And our data center started to heat up like mad. <laughs> all bad. Otherwise, we didn't lose power. Like our little corner of Manhattan, the lower... The lower east section of Manhattan from Wall Street to Broadway, that little corner mm-hmm. down in the east, uh, did not lose power. That was the only part of lo- lower Manhattan that did not lose power. Jeez. Everything else did. <clears throat> so we were fine, except for the air conditioning vents and everything overheating. And we had to manually shut down all the servers before everything melted. Right. Basically. Wait, so, even your servers didn't have their own like temperature controls or like even this, old compact servers had uh thermal sensors. No, but this was two thousand one and uh, yeah, all I know of our, I used that yeah, when I, I was a server administrator back in ninety eight ninety nine. But all of our servers we just we saw what was happening and said, All right, let's just shut all this down. Mm, yeah. So it was uh it was bad. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about when you guys had all that flooding in, in New York City a few years ago. Yeah. And one of the yeah. bigger data centers in the country was in, like, the basement of some big-ass building there. And, and they were they just had a crew consistently and constantly basically bucketing water out of that place. Yeah. Yeah? Well, every time there's heavy, heavy rain, the subways flood. Jeez. Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> Yeah, and Thanks. whereas, you know, nowadays with all the cloud computing and everything else, you know, I mean, we're building a really robust multi-state uh, data center infrastructure right now at my job. Well, so. like two weeks ago, I was out of my office, and as I drove out there, I had to go out there like at the end of the day to drop something off. And as I drove out there, it was the sky was getting like black. <laughs> And I went, oh, that's crazy. And I usually park really far away. And I was like, I'm going to park right up next to the door. (laughs) (laughs) And I ran in, I did my thing, and I came out and it had started to rain. Mm. I was like, crap. All right. So I jump in the car because I have to run and go get Mason. So as I'm leaving, there's massive lightning strikes all around me. Left and right. Just boom, boom, boom. I was like, whoa. All right. This is getting crazy. So I get on 78 and I'm cruising down 78 and it got so bad and so heavy that people were pulling off under the overpasses. Sure. And and they were filling up the entire area under the overpasses waiting for it to go. And I was like, I, I got no time for this. I got to keep going. You hey, know? that's so, how Kevin Costner died in Superman. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I get there, I get off and I get on the local roads and everything. And it's really bad. I mean, just crazy, heavy, just dumping rain. Like I've, like I haven't seen in a long time. Sure. And right before where the daycare is, uh, the roads come on, they come down to a little, the lowest point, basically, Mm -hmm. um, about, about a hundred yards from his daycare. And as I'm getting closer, I'm seeing all the rain and I'm seeing all the cars and all the, how deep the water is. And it's like halfway up the tires and I'm like, well, that's pretty bad. And then as I get to that lowest point, I thought the whole car was going to go and I was going to get stuck in there. I really did. I was in a panic. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, just get through this, just get through this, just get through this. <laughs> and I just barely made it through. Uh, it was, it was, it was halfway up the side of my car. That's it usually when you see three on the news, deep. you see somebody in the news like, uh, they need to be rescued. Yeah. 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 Good idea. It was not, it, it wasn't a huge area that I had to get through and I didn't realize it until I started to get into it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's really that deep. Yep. And yeah, it was like three feet deep. <laughs> I went through it like, wow. <laughs> and I got out of it and, and got him. And fortunately we were going the other way. We were going towards higher ground when I picked him up, but I told him and I, and you know, as I pulled out, I'm like, look that way. And he looked down there and he could see all the cars going through it. He was like, Oh my gosh, that's daddy. That's a lot of water. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, why is it all there? I'm like, cause water goes downhill. <laughs> that's, that's as downhill as you can get over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was crazy though i i have not driven through something like that ever i've driven through bad deep water but not that deep it, it was scary i mean you even learn when you drive because i drove pickup <clears throat> trucks for years and you even learn when it's like that to not even really mess with that in um in a pickup truck i mean it, you yeah. just don't know how deep it's going to be and all of a sudden actually what probably saved you is the fact that you were probably driving your prius yeah and that's probably what saved you because you don't have to worry about any water getting in the air intake because mm. it could have been easily running off the electric uh, motor at that point. Yeah, it was, it was messed up. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a smart move. Well, I wasn't the only one that was, there were cars in front of me, cars behind me. We were all just going. Yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, I think I think the cars in front of me, you know, as the cars go through, they kind of the water goes in a wave, and I'm like right behind them, like less water, less water, come on. <laughs> but yeah, it was bad. Yeah, <clears throat> not good, not a good idea. Yep. Just telling you now, don't do that again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't like I, yeah. I, there was no way I didn't know. I didn't know and go, Oh my gosh, it's really that deep up there. I should turn or I yeah. should go a different way. There wasn't even really anywhere to turn at that point. It was go forward or cause a traffic jam and just sit there in the middle of the road. <laughs> so, and at that point, those crowds, they probably just push you through. Well, it's, it's rush hour and that road is a very heavily traveled road. So yeah, it was kind of packed with cars, both directions. There was really nowhere to go at that point. Totally justifies almost drowning your kid. No, no, I wasn't drowning him. I didn't pick him up yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I thought he's in the car no. with you. No, I hadn't even picked him up yet. Okay. 
No. So it totally justifies you almost making your kid a, an orphan. That yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, because I would have been swept into the seven eleven and never seen again. Because that's where it was. It was either the seven eleven or the T D bank. I was going one way or the other. Somebody sees you twenty years later, but you have this huge bushy beard and wait, was that Josh Langford? Yeah, I'm um Hans Mole Man in the freezer at the Quickie Mart. <laughs> I can't do his voice. I've never been able to do that voice very well. Oh no, wait, it wasn't Mole Man. It was um it was no, Jasper. It was, yeah, it was Jasper yeah. in the freezer. Yep. Put, uh, we'll put the, the Viking helmet on you with the two horns and everything. Ah, uh, Jasper. That's a paddling. All right. All right. Um, so enough of that nonsense. Enough of that nonsense. So, new releases. We have the Hori Fighting Commander for the PlayStation 4 and 3, although it's not listed as a PlayStation 3 release uh this is officially licensed by sony it is a gamepad essentially indeed a hori gamepad uh, that allows well but this to... one's made for fighting games it's it's yes their version of the mad cats that has it's like the old sega six button controller where it has three yeah. buttons on top three three in the bottom r1 and r2 are there with your triangle circle square and cross yeah Actually, I've, 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 I've heard this one's a pretty good fighting pad, so I've, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, it's cheaper than the Mad Cats, but it doesn't have uh, a touchpad like the Mad, Mad Cats does. No, but it does have the share button. It does have the options button. Right. As and it actu- should. Actually, it not having the, the, tr- the, the touchpad, in some instances, might be a plus, because you can accidentally hit that touchpad every now and then, and depending on the game, uh, that can screw you up, so... You know, think about it. But yeah, I've heard good things about the D-pad. I've heard good things about the uh, the feel of the buttons, and price-wise, it's good. Yeah, it's cheaper than the uh, the Mad Cats for sure. Thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, and then a game that was available digitally. Yeah, this um, this surprised me when I first saw it, and then I thought, oh, it's probably. Yeah, this was uh, this has been out digitally. We actually have a review up for it that Keith did a while ago. Okay. It's called Among the Sleep. It's getting a physical release now. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Nineteen ninety nine. We love the physical releases of the little digital only games. It's a small team that did that game too. Yeah. And yeah. it's a it's a weird game. It's a disturbing game, according yeah. to Keith. So this one is you play a toddler. You play through the eyes of a toddler. Right. You are the toddler. Right. Which is creepy and you're in a dark house at night and it's creepy creepy yeah yeah <laughs> i have it i've never pl- I, I, I played me too <laughs> I, I played like an early version of it at gdc gosh a couple of years ago but i never played the full game yeah i have it i haven't played it because keith was like oh it'll be really interesting for you i was like yeah it sounds really interesting I, i'd be fascinated and then he said oh yeah it's like this and i was like oh I'm going to play that. <laughs> but I will at some point. I know the devs were kind of talking about possibly making that a VR title. <laughs> but I mean, that was a while ago, and I haven't really heard anything else since then. But ugh. just think like you're walking around for, through the eyes of a toddler in VR and all the scary <sighs> shit's happening. Yeah. Ugh. 
And the next one, which people have been raving about so far, uh, this comes out on the next Friday, so the 19th. F1 2016 hits. Yeah. And it is the biggest update to an F1 game, and it is incredibly well-made from what everybody says, from what I've seen. This really is the Codemasters one, right? Uh, it is Codemasters, yeah, yes. Yeah, I've been hearing very and, good things, too. Yeah, really detailed, really amazing-looking. Um, ton of new features and everything that have been put into it to make it the deepest and biggest F1 game ever made. Nice. So, that is fifty nine ninety nine. I didn't realize it was coming out so soon, which actually I think is a good thing. It's a good, it's good timing. Yeah. So, I'll definitely have to give that a try. All right. Um, first up for news. This game is an interesting one. Uh, Strike Factor EX. Which I actually have for PC, but I I had it in early access. I had it like in, in the alpha stage and everything, and it, it was really chuggy and everything, and it just didn't work very well on my laptop at the time. Uh, but I'm, I've been really interested in this one for a long time. Finally coming to PS4 and Xbox One on the 30th of August. Um, think of it as kind of a hybrid between uh, the old game Descent, and maybe there's a little Quake in there. Uh, so it, it's kind of like space combat, but you're not out in space. You're flying around in, in a 3D space like like Descent, but you're like around construction, and, and it, it's almost... I don't want to say it's like a cityscape, because some of the levels are like you're out by a space station, but there's always obstacles. And But it, it's kind of... Gameplay-wise, it feels a little more like Quake, like the original Quake, or maybe even like Quake 3 Online. Um. I'm I'm really interested in this one on the consoles because PC-wise, I was always having a little bit of problems with the controls as well. In that early alpha stage, it didn't really map the controllers very well. And mouse and keyboard has been really tough with my left hand for a long time. So I've, I've been kind of watching this coming to, to console for a long time, and it's finally hitting. And, and I might actually uh, get to play this early with the developers and, and you know give it a good look. So... I'm hoping maybe we'll have some news about this at some point. <clears throat> but finally coming out uh, 30th of August, uh, it's, they talk about how it has robust multiplayer up to 12 players uh, in, like, mech dogfights. So that's the thing. Your ships are kind of like these mech spaceship things. Uh, but it's, it's all dogfighting. And, and you can, but you can, like, snipe and all kinds of crazy shit. I played this at... PlayStation experience. Oh, did you? Yes. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah, I had a I had an appointment for it. Oh. They were it was this and there were like three other games there. Okay. Um, I was having all kinds of trouble controlling it because as usual, it was either inverted or not inverted and whatever it was was throwing me off and yeah. then I'd switch it to the other one and that wasn't working for me and then I'd switch it back and that was worse and I was I was just very confused with the controls. But it was badass. It's yeah. it's pretty cool. You you do. You're you're in these spaceships and there are these tight corridors you can fly down and you can fly all around these huge construction platform looking things and sort of space station looking things and land on them and then transform into the mech yeah. and and shoot like mad and then jump back up and fly away and 
it's chaotic and crazy because it's fully realized, you know, full 3D space that you're flying around in and twisting and turning and you got people coming at you from all sides. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's like I said, it's kind of that visceral <clears throat> feel like a Quake had and, and that's what uh, attracted me to it early on. Um, and, and you know, I, I really love those old space combat games like a little bit like X-Wing and TIE Fighter, <clears throat> you know, and that sort of thing, but it really reminded me of Descent, even though you're not down in caves anymore, but it's that kind of that mm-hmm. 3D space that you're dealing with. And um, I really always enjoyed those kind of games. So I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Um, but I just, it, it just didn't run very well in that alpha stage, and then I just kind of forgot about it, unfortunately. Yeah, no, when I played it, it was actually really oh, God, well. Is, it yeah, was like, along really well. Um, but their big thing was the customization. Right. There's There were... Wait, is it here? Is it? Yeah, actually here. The It's listed here. Um, load out the ships with up to 10,000 different weapons, special items, and armor combinations to find the perfect killing machine. <laughs> nice. So you could just go mental trying to find the exact right combination that you want in terms of color and style and, and armaments and all that just to yeah. make it perfect for you. Yeah. That's um, cool, though. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing it. If I get to play it, it's either going to be this Thursday or next Tuesday. Uh, and they're even allowing me to capture video and maybe even stream it at that time. So I'm going to try to set all that up and, and try to figure out what works best. Uh, but I do want to check it out. And, and it, you know, obviously it's going to be running a lot better than it did the last time I played it. So unless you want to do it, Josh. That's all right. All right. I figured that. I'm just going to have all kinds of problems figuring out which yeah. way I need the controls again. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, keep your eyes up. But uh, there's a trailer on, on our website at this link right now. Uh, it shows you a little bit of what's going on. It, it, it's, it's a lot of fast cuts, though. But uh, it's been on a PC for a while. I know it's doing pretty well on PC. Uh, and they're doing a lot more. They're adding, like, solo missions to this and kind of a campaign now. And they've really kind of beefed it up since it came out on PC. So, uh, But just think kind of... Uh, Base combat dogfights with some quake elements in it. And if you ever played Descent, a little bit of that, but probably not as dizzying as, as Descent was. So, yeah, I, I think it's coming out at the right time, too, because it's definitely a different genre that we've seen for a little while. Uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, no Man's Sky, music for an infinite universe. Is out now. Yeah, I ordered this. I ordered this the record the soundtrack. Now. So, this is from the UK instrumental band Sixty Five Days of Static. Yeah, you can get it through iTunes as a digital deluxe download for eleven ninety nine, or a standard digital download for eleven ninety nine. Uh, two CD package for seventeen ninety nine. Two LPs. Those are records, people. Uh, talk to your parents. Thirty five dollars, and the four LP set is sixty dollars. Yeah, I am eight bit. I think it was uh, they. What they were the ones that offered the PC special edition with the model and everything, and they also offered the LPs. So I I bought them because I'm gonna have a record player at the new house. Yep. Had to have it. Uh, and I get to play that today, the game. And the music is really cool. 
Music is definitely a great part of the game. So, very excited to check the rest of that out. Yep. All right. Uh, last up, I thought Josh would be kind of excited for this one. Uh, real time strategy. Well, I thought you like some of the real time strategy stuff. Well, I do. Yeah. I didn't know this was like I loved uh, Dune and I loved Command and Conquer. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't know this. And real time strategy is finally coming back to to consoles because we really haven't seen very much wow. in, in this cycle. Uh, so Sudden Strike Four <coughs> coming from Calypso Media and Kite Games hmm. is uh, returning everyone back to the real time strategy genre. Uh, complete with bigger battlefields, more units, better graphics, new scenarios, and legendary commanders with individual abilities. Uh, the, the trailer looks pretty cool. We've got it up on our article. Uh, there's a little teaser up on the article right now. Uh, but this is a series that's been around for quite a while. This is not a remake or a reboot. This is a new game. And uh, it uh, has three extensive campaigns set amongst... The battlefields of World War II, so commanding the British, American, German, or Soviet troops. Oh, look at that. Over 100 different units into battle, including the German bomber Heinkel HE-111, the Russian T-34 tank, which is legendary on its own, British Hawker Typhoon fighter plane, and the notorious German Panzer Kampfwagen, which is the Tiger tank. Uh, And then they said, for the first time in the Sudden Strike series... You can now choose from one of nine individual commanders, such as George Patton, Bernard Montgomery, etc. So, I'm, oh, I wonder what that whole list is. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, over twenty demanding single-player scenarios, uh, a focused or challenge-focused skirmish mode, and of course, competitive multiplayer, which is going to be huge if they do it right. Uh, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, the, yeah, that I, teaser does look really good. Uh, see, and I don't know what it is about that 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 perspective and just that perfect distance. Yep. To show a theater of war like that, you know, with tanks and everything. That's why I got huge into the game Commandos on the PC. Right. It's the same type of thing, same type of and it was actually it was the same but it was a real time strategy game but you were you were a group of commandos and you had to infiltrate and you had to do all these different missions and i would spend hours on that damn thing i love that game oh my gosh it's it's funny i was never that into real time strategy but we used to play command and conquer generals at my job all the time mm. uh, when i worked in illinois and we got so into that game. We used to play on land, on the land constantly, like almost every day after work for I don't know how many months. We'd play Command and Conquer Generals. Uh, yeah. This looks badass. Like graphic wise, every effect you can think of. Yeah, it looks really, really good. This yeah. is impressive. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. I I actually might have to give it a try. Let's just hope that the online multiplayer works. Well, let's just hope that the controls are mapped well for yeah. a console. Yeah. Because it's for PC, Mac, Linux, and PS4. Right. So it's really a PC game, and let's well, see how they work the controls. Maybe they'll allow mouse and keyboard on the PS4 or something. Yeah, maybe. It, it can do it. I know, but... Yeah. yeah. So this is coming out uh, early 2017. They don't have an exact date yet, but uh, something to look forward to, definitely. And... Thank goodness it's not coming out this October. Huh. 
like mm-hmm. everything else in video games. Yeah. Yeah. Looks exciting, though. Yep. Definitely. All right. What we're playing and watching. Okay. You want to start? Sure. All right. Uh, yeah, because I didn't do much. Uh, played some Pac-Man 256, of course. Of course. Chugging along. Got a couple more up to level eight. <laughs> nice. Uh, we played a little bit more Headlander because Mason is way into that game for nice. some reason. <laughs> well, I think and, it's just so quirky that yeah, you can't take your eyes off it. And then my mom was up over the weekend and everybody was here. So it was like a whole thing going on. And when the kids finally fell asleep... I was showing her some of the... I showed her Pac-Man. I showed her uh, some of Uncharted, but I had already shown her a different part of it. Ah, okay. Um, I showed her Headlander. Mason and I finally finished the story of the Lego movie game. Oh, nice. Which took us forever, but we finally got through to the end of the story. And the cool thing is, spoiler, for people who really haven't finished this game yet. Uh, when you finish it, you get the bonus stage or bonus level or whatever they're calling it. And you're in a bedroom. Okay. As a little Lego minifigure in like a full size bedroom. And you're running around in there and there's like Lego books on the ground and everything. And there's all this stuff and you can climb up and there's Lego studs like all over the place. And you can, you know, climb up the plants and get to the, on top of the, um, on top of the cabinets and then up to the fish tank. And you, there's all these things in there, but then there's the, the tube, the like mystery tube thing from the Lego movie that you dive into to go back into the levels. Mm-hmm. So it's set up, you so know, it's like the that same, little warp thing that he goes through. In the yeah. Movie. Nice. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. So that's sitting there and you can just mess around in there and then you can dive through there to go to any of the levels and do free play or replay the levels or anything like oh, that's that. Pretty so cool. yeah, it's, it's a great idea. It was really clever. I was really, I had a huge smile on my face as I was in there messing around with it. So, um, we did that and then, well, I, I guess I can say that I played it. I, cause People can see it on my <laughs> list anyway, but I can't talk about it uh, alone with you. Right. <clears throat> Which hits in two weeks. And we're actually going to have Benjamin Rivers on next week. Uh, he's coming back and, because Alone With You is finally done. Woohoo! And it will be out in two weeks. And we're going to talk about it next week or talk about what we can. I'll let him guide the conversation there because. I don't know what we can and can't say. I can't well, say anything now. Well, we can at least say what the game is because you talked about it at E3. Yeah. it's Well, it's it's a romance simulator. A right. dating simulator basically set in outer space in a way. I mean, that's the that's at its base level. That's basically what it is. But the, the major story behind it, and we had talked about this, and even the last time he was on, we talked about this. Right. You, you're... An astronaut, you could be male or female. We went through the whole thing and why he did that. You know, you always have your helmet on, so you don't know whether it's a male or female. You project whatever you want onto that. 
<clears throat> but you are the last surviving member of this outpost. And all you have with you is this AI who is constantly talking to you and saying, okay, look, we have this little escape pod, but it's a little broken and we need to find some parts and we need to figure out how to do this and figure out how to do that. And I don't think we can do it alone. So I've reconstructed the, you know, several members of the expedition as these, uh, basically holodeck characters. And, you go out and you look for the stuff and you find things and it, you find schematics and all these things and you come back. And then at night when everything is powered down and you, you're, it's using minimal power, they can run this holodeck thing and you go in there and you talk to them sure, and try to get them to help you build these schematics and, and teach you how to build these parts that you need because that's not your expertise. You have all these different people who have the expertise in the, in the engines themselves in the life support in the food in the communications. So you need all their help. And I've hit the part where it turns into a dating simulator, basically <laughs> <laughs> because you get to a point and, and that's all I'll say. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't, I shouldn't say more because that's what everybody knows from the trailer and from what we've talked about before in the past and everything. So sure. I'm, I'm not now, giving anything away. I'm is the escape pod labeled Hamdingers? It is not. I okay. don't want to get in trouble. Okay. I'm not saying anything. Well, because then I didn't know if anybody would even find <clears throat> the escape pod because nobody likes Hamdingers. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. No, it's it's really cool. It's it's a style. <laughs> we had talked about this too, that it, he was going for the Sega CD. and. Right. He nails it. <laughs> I think nice. it's funny because that's that's really what I feel like when I'm playing it, and it just I I have a warm feeling when I'm playing it because I'm like ah oh, I know this I know this style of game I know this this style of gameplay of you know going out and searching and doing these things and coming back and every time you have to move from screen to screen. You have to go through a hatch and you get that hatch animation that comes up, yeah. which was used to disguise the lo- to disguise the loading, you know, on something like the Sega CD. But he does it, you know, for the for the feel of it. It's it's a clever thing to put in there just to give you that feel of that type of game again. And it's it's that type of thing that I just see and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. That's all I can say about that. All right. Uh, but when the kids fell asleep, uh, we watched... I had shown my mom Sonic Highways, Foo Fighter Sonic Highways. I showed her Chicago. Okay. And she thought that was really cool. And she loves Willie Nelson. And I said, well, he's in like Nashville and Austin. Right. So we watched Nashville and then went right into Austin. Because Austin is like all Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. It's a huge chunk of him. Uh, and it was funny because they're talking about like in the 70s, early 70s, when he did this and when he did that. She's like, I didn't even know about any of this. I said, well, it was the 70s and you were outside of Philly. <laughs> you know, you had like two newspapers. You had the local newspaper and the Philly newspaper. And you had a couple of TV stations they weren't reporting on this. You know, yeah. the world was so different and so much smaller back then that all this stuff was going on around the country. 
and everything was isolated. And that's why Sonic Highways, that's why this documentary is what it is and is as good as it is because it shows you a world where the music grew in these cities and everybody was influenced by it in that little community and why the music in Chicago was different than the music in Nashville was different than the music in Austin, different than the music in new Orleans, different than Seattle, than LA that because they were all their own little enclave and they each grew a different style of music. Right. That was very unique to the area and very unique to the musicians of the area. Which all but, we had was cover bands up in Wisconsin. So in, our, <laughs> in our little, like my, my stepbrother was actually in a pretty popular band in what's called the Fox Valley. And um, they did a lot of covers and, and we'd go see them play. And I, I, this is the only time I ever heard like songs by Cream and, you know, all these 70s bands. And I, I'd never heard this stuff before because MTV wasn't around yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, MTV is really what opened things up. Yeah. Um, I- to a lot of people. And, and, you know, I was too young to go to shows, and you know, there was no way I was going down to Milwaukee on my own. Or, and, and Milwaukee was really the place to go. You didn't really go to Green Bay to see a band or like a bigger band play or whatever. You went down to Milwaukee, or if you were lucky, Chicago. But nobody wanted to go there because, you know, when I was growing up, there were there were twelve kids in my gra- in my grade school class. We were in a small town. Chicago was, you know, the big city. You don't go there alone. You don't even go there if you don't know what you're doing. Mm. So it never even crossed our minds. Yeah, I was I was fortunate. I mean, we were in South Jersey, but we were about ten to fifteen miles outside of Philadelphia. About ten miles outside of Philadelphia. So, and all we had was the Philadelphia media, but we were right there. So even when I got to that, when I was thirteen, I was allowed to go to my first concert alone. Yeah, <laughs> which was at the Spectrum where the Flyers used to play. Jeez. And it was, me and my friend went. We were both 13 at the time, and it was Billy Idol, which was kind of crazy for two Man. 13-year-olds to go see. One of the very first With that crowd that was alone. there. Yeah. Um, I Well, I mean, I went with my parents to see, like, Harry Belafonte when I was a kid. But <laughs> yeah. Belafonte. <laughs> uh, before he was a, a crazy racist. Um, but... I really didn't go see a live show like that until I moved to Kansas City in eighth grade. And my first show was Alice Cooper. (laughs) And I'm like in eighth grade and there's all these crazy bikers and everything around. And I thought I was going to die that night. I literally, it was at uh, Kemper Arena, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, I, you know, I went and saw Beastie Boys when I was 17. You were supposed to be 18 to get in, but I was interning at the radio station at the time. So I got in backstage and I mean, just the most insane debauchery and crazy crap was happening. And, and I, I had a trial by fire in that, in that couple of years, uh, just the stuff I saw and the stuff I got to experience like Def Leppard in the round. And I got to go see Genesis live on that when they were on their invisible touch tour. And I'll never forget like them starting with mama. The very first song was mama. And you know, this is just the first CD I ever bought was that Genesis CD with Mama at the beginning, you know, the self-titled one. And going to see Huey Lewis the News live, which is still one of the best live shows I've ever seen in my life. They did acapella stuff. They went forever. They had the Tower of Power horns with them. I mean, it was a freaking amazing show. But, yeah, I mean, going from living in a little tiny town of, like, what, 6,000 people maybe? And then moving to the big city and going to all these shows, like, 
all <laughs> pretty much anything I wanted to go see. I had to go, I had to go out to what's called um, Sandstone. Uh, it's an outdoor amphitheater in Kansas City, uh, Kansas, in the Wyandotte County area. And I it was the middle of August, and I had to go because I had to work the Grateful Dead show. And I hate the Grateful Dead. I just <sighs> I've never liked jam bands stuff like that. A little bit of Dave Matthews that sort of thing, but and the smell in that parking lot <laughs> and dudes are like selling crap out of the back of their truck and just every stereotype you can think of i experienced it and i was probably like a freshman in high school you know and it's like a kansas city gets really hot in the summer and it's always like 180 million percent humidity and just walking around there and uh one of the most terrible experiences in my memory but it's still something i remember you know yeah, but I got to see Paul McCartney live one time. But he had a had a an extra ticket at uh, Arrowhead Stadium, and I was I'm not that big of a Beatles fan, but I enjoyed the show. It was cool. He had like his piano up on a on a crane, and it actually like kind of mo- they they lifted it up and they put it out into the crowd, and he was playing above a whole bunch of people. And yeah, I got really lucky the the stuff I got to do when I lived down there, and that that kind of fed my love for for a lot of things music, you know. Got to see yeah. the Dead Milkman a few times. Got to see, you know, Ween a couple times. Um, a lot of those bands that just started out that I would learn from other people. Um, because I was always just... I, we never even really played the radio very much in my house until I moved. It just well, wasn't something we had around. That was the nice thing about being that close to Philly is that everybody came through there. So. Yeah. You know, I saw a million bands out at the Tower Theater. Like, if they weren't playing at the Spectrum, if they weren't big enough for the Spectrum, they were out at the Tower Theater, uh, which was, like, West Upper Darby. It's, like, outside of Philly, but on the other side of Philly. So it took forever to get there, and we'd have to take trains, and it was just crazy, but it was worth it, because it was a little 3,000-seat theater, and it was awesome. To see band, I saw so many freaking bands there. And after the show, you would go out and stand on the side because the stage doors were right there. And if they were a cool band, most of the time they would come walking right out and just walk into the crowd and start talking to people and signing stuff and taking pictures and doing all kinds of things. And I just, I saw too many bands there. I saw too many bands that were from. 13 to now it's insane how many freaking live shows i've seen yeah and (laughs) we were talking about that mason said something about um i think i was talking to him about some kind of live show and i said but it's really really loud and he's like why is it really loud i said because there's a huge crowd there and there's so many people and they have these big amplifiers and it's really, but it hurts your ears and and it can really damage your ears. I said, that's why I can't hear that well right now because I (laughs) went to all those shows and never used earplugs until like the last 10 years, maybe just now that I've started to put the, and I, even then I resisted it, but I, I put them in and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, actually, it helps because in a lot of places, the sound, it's so loud, it's almost distorted. But you put the the little earplug things in your ear and it it sounds better. Like you can hear it clearly, but it's not blowing your eardrums out. Yeah. <laughs> so. I learned very early on from the radio station folks 
Oh yeah. To take your plugs and and they actually brought some with me the first show I went to and and um I do it for most shows. There's a couple times where I've forgotten them, but uh there was only one time where I saw a show and it was so effing loud I had to walk out like my ears were ringing after the second uh second song. I'm like, "Okay, I got I got to get out of here. It's going to ruin my hearing." Oh yeah, no. I I went through all of it. And for some of them I was literally right next to the giant stack of speakers at, at the tower <laughs> theater and yeah and i went to i don't know if i've mentioned i probably mentioned this at some point <clears throat> that i went to live aid yeah um yeah. in philly and i wasn't gonna go there was i was like fuck that i'm not gonna go and my next door neighbor had an extra ticket and the night before he's desperately trying to convince me to go and I'm like, why would I, when I can just, why would I sit out there baking in the sun? Cause you know, the bands I want to see are all playing in Wembley anyway. <laughs> I said, there's only like two bands in Philly that I actually care to see. Uh, I said, I don't think I want to do that. And he's like, look, it's a, th-. and the ticket was $35, which was outrageous at the time. That's crazy for back then. Uh, but 35 freaking dollars, you know, Yeah. <laughs> for, for all day at JFK seeing all those bands that came through there. I mean, the Rolling Stones were there and uh, I forget who else, just everybody was there. Madonna was there and Ozzy Osbourne and whoever else. Um, but the point is like he convinces like the night he's like, look, I'll just face value. Just a bunch of us are going, we'll all hang out. It'll be fun. I'm like, fine. So I had to tell my mom, I had to get, I had two six hour videotapes. I'm like, mom, I need you to, when, like when this one runs out, I need you to switch it over to the other one. Cause I don't want to miss any of this. Cause I wanted to see the bands in, in, in Wembley. I wanted to see all those England bands. And you didn't get to see that much of them from didn't, Philly. Didn't Queen play the Wembley show? They did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a pretty epic. Uh, you're right. Like I would <clears throat> much rather have seen the uh, Sting. Yeah. Queen. Uh, Howard Jones played there. Right. Um, I, I forget who else. Just like the I think Bob Geldof the, played, and yeah, he played. Yeah. The well, he organized the whole thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just the the. Names of the bands between the two. Because over here it was like I was Mellon into Camp and Springsteen and I don't think I'm pretty sure both of them played that stuff. Or was that all just I don't Farm think Aid? No, that was Farm Aid. Okay, I know all <laughs> I those know aid things back then. REO Speedwagon played. I remember nice. that because they were on stage when one of the bands I wanted to see was in England. And I was like, Oh fuck, you know, because if they're setting up the stage, which took them forever, they were having all, they had this giant, the, the stage was set on a gigantic wheel basically in the, in the, in the floor. And they would put these pipes into it and use that to turn the stage. So they, in theory, they'd be setting up the next band on the back half of the circle. Yeah. And the other band is is on, and then when that band went off, they would put the things in and turn the whole stage around and plug in the wires and go. Well, yeah, it didn't work that way, and it would take them like an hour between bands. They were having so many problems with it all day long. And during that time, they would show us what was going on in England. But, of course, when one or two of the bands that I wanted to see, I'm like, oh, they're coming up next, they're coming up next, and then REO Speedwagon comes on stage. I'm like, fuck my life. <laughs> it's like, this is terrible. Aw, poor REO uh, Speedwagon. Yeah. 
and Tina Turner and I know Madonna Madonna had like some big she everybody got like two songs and Madonna got like five or six at the time and then yeah it was I remember that specifically um Uh, Madonna it was fun though I mean it was I'm glad I went it it was worth it just to be there and it was exciting and interesting but yeah we were baking all day out there and uh that's the thing. We used to go to a lot of festival-type shows down here at Alpine Valley, or we'd go to uh, in Milwaukee at the Marcus. And same thing where you would kind of hope for cloudy weather, like, oh, please let there be clouds. Because yeah. you're sitting on the sun all day. And we had one at the Marcus, which is at the Summerfest grounds, and it's right next to the lake. So actually things are usually a little bit cooler but when you're by the lake. It's about 10 degrees cooler on average. And it, it actually got overcast, and it got windy. It almost got a little cold to a certain extent. But that's when I was I was in college and I was bouncing at a bar, and one of the girls that was that was like a waitress there, I ran into her and she had snuck in like three big Avion bottles full of vodka. So you know, start drinking at the at the show, and I keep going and getting Pepsi at the at the stand, and we keep getting drunker and drunker. We're like, aren't you? We're just getting you Pepsi, right? We're like, yeah. <laughs> hmm. But I mean, we saw some great bands. We, you know, we we saw like a Pearl Jams, and we saw um, Seven Mary Three, and um, STP, and Alice in Chains, and a lot of bands I was really into, and you know, and, and at the time, and then of course you'd have to see the crappy ones like Jars of Clay, mm-hmm. which uh, my buddy didn't realize was was a Christian band, and he went to buy the CD. I'm like, uh, dude, you don't even go to church. What do you mean by that? I'm like, they're a Christian band. He goes, no, they're not. So he starts playing the CD, and all of a sudden you can see it on his face, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So on that topic, we went to Coney Island on oh. Sunday. Okay. Because uh, we were going back to Brooklyn and thought, well, let's just stop on the way and go to Coney Island. Because Zoe's never been there and everything, and Mason wants to go on the rides. and Of course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was fun, but man, it was a pain in the ass. Uh, we mm-hmm. pull up and we're trying to find parking, which is impossible at Coney Island. And I'm like, well, ballpark. And there's all these people going into the ballpark. And I'm like, well, is there a game today? Because <clears throat> it's the Brooklyn Cyclones. Right. Which they're a farm team of the Mets. Okay. And. It was two two thirty or something like that, and people are walking in. I'm like, "Well, this is weird. Why are they? I mean, the game should already be started. Why are all these people still going? Well, whatever." So we go and we park in the baseball lot because it's the cheapest lot, and sure. I go to park near the the walkway to get up onto the boardwalk and go over, and I went, "Oh no, wait, no, no, foul balls." And I pulled away (laughs) and I parked farther away and we get out of the car and all I can hear is this loud music blasting and it's, I I don't even know what it was. We eventually saw as we got closer, there was a concert going on on the field. Wow. And it was from 92.3 in New York, which used to be K-Rock, which used to be like classic rock, then alternative rock. Now, um, I just looked it up. It is now 
uh, contemporary hit radio. So, uh, like, 80s music? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, like, well, it says it's a top 40 station. This was not top 40 music. Okay. This was very electronic. Um, very loud. Okay. Very not stuff that I listen to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's funny because they say genres top 40 pop. This was not pop. None of this was pop. So it was like Skrillex or something? I don't know. I don't know what it was. But, you know, that's going on. And when we came out, there were like nine ambulances there. And Lou's like, nine ambulances? This makes me nervous. I'm like, it's an outdoor show. It's 100 degrees out. People pass out. Yeah. I was like, I've been to a thousand of these. This is what it's like. <laughs> you always have like 10, 12 ambulances outside because people are are dehydrating and just dropping left and right. That's, that's just the way it is. Uh so we went over to Coney Island and fuck me, it's expensive. <laughs> it's absurdly expensive. He wanted, the first thing he wanted to do was go on the, the giant, uh, merry-go-round. Okay. And they, they call it the wonder wheel, this huge thing. And it's one of those ones. Well, no, wait. Yeah. Um, it, it has, Three cars, you know, it comes around and and you have a choice of three cars. One of them is just doesn't move. The other two roll in towards the middle of the big wheel as it, you know, circles around and then roll back out and everything. Yeah. And I asked Mason what he wanted and he said he wanted that one. I was like, okay. We went on it alone, just him and me, because it was eight bucks a ticket. And I said, I'm not spending $32 for the four of us to go on this thing. That's insane. <clears throat> we go on it. We went around. We, we went, you know, halfway up as we're waiting for everybody to fill in and get off the cars. We went around once, like mm-hmm. one and a half times, essentially. And we were done. That was it for eight bucks. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> But the the first time, and it's funny because we weren't ready for it because it was going so, you know, it was like goes up a little bit. They're letting people in, goes up a little bit. They're letting people in. So we're talking and we're, we're not paying attention. And we hit just high enough that our whole thing started to roll forward and boom and was rocking. And we were both like, oh, my gosh. Holy cow. And, and Mason was like, I'm really scared. And he got right into my lap. And I mean, it was rocking really bad. <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> I said, well, that's OK. We weren't ready for it that time time we're okay um but we came down from there and he wanted to go on this other this train ride and zoe and lou went on with him and then we took them on the the carousel the merry-go-round ferris wheel whatever um and they had fun on that and took him on a couple other rides then i guess when he was on one of them he saw this roller coaster, this okay. kitty kitty roller coaster with a dragon and everything. And he says, I want to go on that. I'm like, really? Uh-huh. Do you really want to go on that? He's like, yeah, yeah, I want to go on that. I said, okay, but it's it's pretty fast. He's like, I know, I saw it. I saw it. It's, it's got hills. And I said, okay. 
I said, but I can't get on, on this with you. I'm too big. You have to go by yourself. Are you oh, okay boy. with that? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay. I said, okay. <clears throat> so I got him on there and he's sitting by himself near the back. Uh, but right off the bat, what threw him off was the guy walked by and checked his seatbelt and everything and took his hat off of him. It's oh, like, you boy. can't wear your hat and put it in his hands. And then he was all like thrown off. Like what, what just happened? Am I in trouble? <laughs> you know, he was like, he was all confused and didn't know what was happening. <clears throat> and then the guy started it and, you know, went through the first loop or it wasn't a loop, loop but you know, <laughs> it went through the first curve and drops down and everything and curves around and, and he comes around and he's just got this look on his face where his eyes are wide open Nice. <laughs> and I'm filming the whole thing and Lou's taking pictures and everything. And they were only supposed to go around like once or twice. Sure. And they went around once and slowed down and it went around a second time and the guy slowed it down too late and they were halfway up the ramp again. So he went a third time and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, I think he's really scared. And she's like, he looks like he's having fun. I said, yeah, but I think he's really scared. (laughs) He got off and he came over to me. He's like, daddy, that was really scary. I didn't like that. (laughs) And he got all upset and... I was like, it's okay. You were brave. You did it. You did it all by yourself. And you, you didn't cry or anything when you were on there. You, you, he's like, it was really, really scary. I didn't like that. I'm like, when you get older, you'll like it. I said, it's all right. He's like, okay. And then he immediately, he's like, let's go on this. It was like nothing. Yeah. So then it was immediately, he was on to the next thing. Um, but it was, it was fun, but fuck, it was expensive. Every, Every ride was essentially 350. Oh my god. Every single ride, yeah. So we bought like a 10 ticket thing and it was 35 bucks and that or it was 30 bucks cuz there was a discount if you bought the 10 ticket. Sure. Um but it was 30 bucks, you know, just for them to go on these rides and half the rides they were on it. It went around once and they were done. I'm like, Oh God, this is bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> but they were having fun. So I was like, yeah, as long as they're having fun, that's, it's fine. You know? So yeah, that was our Sunday. Cool. Which it was, it was fun for them and it was kind of cool. You yeah. know, Zoe, was wide eyed and excited. She was enjoying everything. She she wanted to go on all these other rides that he was going on. She wanted to go on that roller coaster with him. I'm like, you're too small for that. <laughs> and you would you would not know what was going on as you were going over those yeah. hills and around those turns. And she wanted to go on this monster truck thing that he was on. I'm like, you're too small for that. She kept pointing at it and she was like leaning towards them. Like you're too small for that. You can't go on that because I can't go on it with you. I'm too big. You know, the only person here who, who can fit on that right now is Mason. So sure. There were a couple he went on by himself, but yeah, that was fun though. Cool. Uh, and then, uh, 12 monkeys again. Uh, I'm like yeah. halfway through the second season and you know, they, they came to a conclusion on the first season as if, you know, if we don't get picked up again, we have a beginning, middle end, and this is a complete story. Kind oh, of, cool. kind of, 
you know, with a bit of a cliffhanger and, you know, what could have, and I guess they knew the second season was greenlit and they did their cliffhanger in a way that it changed everything. Yeah. I mean, like the first one, if you saw the movie, the first one is kind of an alternate take on the events of the movie or the story of the movie, the overarching story of the movie. Yeah. Second one throws everything out the window and you're in uncharted territory and it's completely crazy. Oh, okay. But it's cool. It's still really, really good. Nice. So I do love that show right now. Cool. But yeah, that's all, I think. All right. Uh, so games I played, uh, I actually played a little bit of that new Riptide GP Renegade. Oh, I want that. I bought it. It was cheap. Yeah. I played yeah. the old one and enjoyed that. Yeah. I mean, the first one we talked about way back when it came out um, because, you it know, it came It was an iOS out, game. Yeah, it was an iOS Android game and I had it for Android and, and the thing was the, the, the one on PS4 really wasn't any different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt too much like an Android game to me. And I, I just never really got into it and I, it seemed really stiff to me. So this new one, I played it at, I want to say PSX. It was either PSX or PAX this last year. And it, it was looking good. Like, they were actually making it for consoles. I think it still is. It, it actually did still come out for Android and everything, because I have it on my, on my shield. But um, played it a little bit tonight. Definitely better. I mean, graphic-wise, everything, it, just, it feels better. Uh, better soundtrack, especially because the soundtrack of the first game, I, I just I, I hated it. Um, but I only played a couple races. The AI is still pretty tough. It seems to be a tad more forgiving, though, which is a good thing, because I thought the AI was just super-duper uh, talented in the first game. I, you know, and and uh, So I'm looking forward to playing more of it. We do have a review up on the website. I think MJC did it. Yep. Um, so check that out if you're into that. But, you know, it, it, these guys actually did uh, a, a port of Hydro Thunder. And that's kind of how they started doing these games. So think mm-hmm. kind of Hydro Thunder slash Jet Moto. Uh, it's yeah. racing on jet skis, basically. But um, well, see, and that's why I love the first one because we haven't had that game, right? That type of game on a PlayStation console in quite a while, right? Right. Hydro Thunder was on the Xbox. Uh, yeah, it was on the 360, I believe. Yeah, and. Yeah, we just haven't had that water racing game in a long time. Right. So. Yeah, no, I, I think this is definitely a, a, a better game. Uh, I wouldn't say it's, you know, the greatest next gen graphics you can ever think of, but it's definitely it definitely looks better than the first game. But again, you know, you can tell that they built it for mobile platforms as well in terms of the graphics and all that. But uh, it definitely looks better than your standard, you know, quote unquote standard Android game. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking to playing more of it. The problem is I've been playing No Man's Sky today. Mm. And by the time the podcast comes out, I can actually talk about it a little bit. And I I'm going to stream it tonight after we uh after we get done. I I'm going to stream it for a little while tonight, but um it's I don't want to really talk about how it starts because it's kind of cool. It's not like there's a story, really, but it's just kind of cool how they start the game off, so I really don't want to talk about that specifically. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's so far, I'm really happy with it. Like, you know, you get in the ship, and 
you you blast off and you can fly over the planet if you want and you can actually like look for uh things on the ground if you want to uh if you want to you know try to find hidden stuff there if you want to try to uh you know find uh materials that you need for for trade or whatever you want to do um it, it it's it's like we've always seen though like you can literally point up to the sky and hit the booster and fly off into space and look behind you and you're pulling away from the, the planet and there's no load at all and um I, you know controls great looks great uh i love the soundtrack it it just it the soundtrack is almost like an accent to everything it's it, it's like that that subtle spice to the game you know where it doesn't overpower it it's just there it's just there to make things better and and to pull you in a little bit more uh, very instrumental, very, you know, just very almost soothing, but it changes with what's going on. So if you get into a tense moment, you'll all of a sudden the, the track will change to a different track. Um, it's, it's different than what I expected in a couple of areas, just in terms of how you interact with things. Um, but yeah, I, I actually took off, went to a different planet and I went down to the planet. I was flying around and all of a sudden... I dropped down and and there was this like beacon thing that I could activate, and you get choices from time to time, like you'll go and hit a button or something at the at you know somewhere that you find on on one of the planets and it'll it'll say like, "Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this?" and that that actually affects what happens next. You might get a rare item if you choose one of these uh, choices, or you know you might get to uh receive the location of something else on the planet or you know it's stuff like that um and then i found this this like kind of this big monument on one of the planets and as mjc talked about in the in the preview because he got to go play it back in like february in la uh you know there's all these different languages and i found a couple things where you learn a couple of the words you start learning a certain language and then you can understand more things that you find uh, that that use that language. Uh, and then I, I kept looking at the clock because you know I had to work today, so I got home and I was playing it. And I'm like, God, I, we get we gotta go record, so we gotta go record. Since so I was flying around, and I kind of did the hyperspace engine. I, I can't remember what it's called, like the hyper engine or whatever, because there was this beacon and it said like space station, but it's gonna take you two hours to get there, and that's real time. If you just like kind of fly through space, it'll take you two hours to get there. But I hit the hyper jets or whatever it's called, and all of a sudden I got right up to it, and it was this huge, like big, not really a cube, but this it almost looked like something from Futurama, like one of those real smooth ships, you know. And I got to like land on a spaceship, and it, I was going through this whole hangar area, and other ships were coming in. There, they weren't real people; they were just these other ships that came in, and there was like people on this ship not a lot of them but a couple of people and i was like holy crap like all of this is seamless it was it's very promising you know i I, obviously i'm not reviewing this game uh at this point and i'm not actually writing the review mgc's gonna write the review but um you know so far this is kind of what i wanted and and you know i don't even have guns on my ship yet so i can't even do the space combat stuff but um it's pretty neat. And 
if you're one of those people into exploration, you're going to get lost. You're going to get lost in this game. It, you're just you're going to lose all semblance of time because there are so many opportunities to go out and explore. You know. So, yeah. I just I don't know what I would give away anyway because like I said, there's no story that I know of. But um, <clears throat> yeah, and it looks brilliant. Uh, just such a solid game so far but again i'm only an hour in um who knows if it if, if it's you know it gets repetitive or any of that stuff and that's the stuff we want to try to review but uh we're not going to rush the review i told mjc do not rush this review you know we're uh, nobody got this game until today pretty much uh because they they built this humongous patch for it uh the servers run up all kinds of stuff and we kind of expected that a lot of times with Games that have this this big online presence with a lot of the ad hoc uh, multiplayer and everything, you usually don't get a review copy until like the day the game comes out, essentially. So uh, we're going to stream it. We're going to do some other stuff uh, to try to show you some coverage. But um, you know, if you're on the fence, wait a few days. It's not like you're not going to be able to find the game. And it's not like you're going to miss out on something. Um, but yeah, we're not going to rush this review at all. Uh, you know, I said, take your time until you feel comfortable reviewing it. So, yeah. But keep your eyes and ears open, especially if you uh, if you follow us on, on Twitch or YouTube, because uh, we'll definitely do some more streaming. But, yeah, it's, man, it's pretty cool so far. I just, I really like how they handled uh, getting you used to things and, and getting you into the game. And I really like how they did it. So, very well done in that respect. Uh, but that's pretty much all I played. I really didn't watch very much. Like I said, um, you know, we, we did the show late last week because I got really busy with stuff. And I didn't have the podcast up until Thursday morning because I actually started falling asleep when I was editing Wednesday night because I was so beat. And I, it, literally as soon as I got it done, I packed my car up and we left for Ohio. So um, my buddy and I, I mentioned it last week, we went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, Brett Favre from the Green Bay Packers was inducted along with five other players or five other people um, into the Hall of Fame and, and we really, you know, we talked about it like 20 years ago like if this happens, we're going and, and sure enough it happened uh, one thing that happened that was really scary, if you're on my Facebook you already know about this, but uh, we were, Indiana freaking sucked, like it just sucked like the toll the, the, the tri-state toll road in Indiana like they had miles and miles of one lane closed, like one lane traffic stopping all kinds of crazy shit. It took forever to get through Indiana. Well, then we're coming up over kind of this real subtle hill. And all of a sudden I see brake lights and I see, it looks like stuff's coming up really fast. So I jammed on the brake. I didn't like slam them down and, and start squealing or anything, but I jammed on the brake pretty hard. The, the, the SUV in front of us, that did not hit the brakes. And Travis and I were both like, stop, 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 stop. And about 30 feet before she got to this tanker truck in front of us, finally the brakes went on, but it was way, way too late. Plowed into the back of this tanker truck. Uh, I hit my flashes right away because I was afraid that you know somebody else isn't going to see it and all of a sudden they're going to crack into the back of us. But we were lucky there was a truck behind me that was kind of holding up. So the guy jumped out of the tanker truck right away. My buddy jumps out. All these other people jump out of their vehicles. And the lady just got right out. Got right out and walked away. Uh, <laughs> we thought that there... Because, you know, my car... 
if there's nobody sitting in the passenger side, the airbag won't deploy. And I could see plain as day that the passenger side, the, the airbag deployed over there. I'm like, crap, there might be somebody on that side. Because she, she kind of veered left right before she hit it, which unfortunately meant that she also was tossed into the vehicle next to her. And both lanes on the highway were, were blocked at that point. Um, so my buddy jumped out and he ran up and, and turned off the vehicle. And he looked in and there was nobody in there because uh, he didn't know that was even her. I, I could see her get out, but he didn't even know it. <clears throat> but, uh, you know... I, it was pretty crazy to see. Um, so that was kind of the start to our whole adventure was, was that happening. And Travis kind of came back to the car and, and, and literally was in front of us. Like there was nothing else in front of us besides this. And he goes, you know, she seems all right. They're all calling 911. He goes, let's get the hell out of here. So I kind of pulled off on the shoulder and went around the truck and we took off. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there was no point in all of us staying there, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, so we got down to, uh, we actually stayed in Akron, um, pretty decent hotel. Uh, the bar there was cool. Like we, we sat and had appetizers and drinks and everything. And it was like 35 bucks. We were like, cause hotel bars are always overpriced. Not this one, man. We, the first night was pretty nice. So, you know, we get up the next morning, we go to the hall of fame. It was like we were at Lambo. It, it was so many Packer fans, you know, and. I've never been to like a you know like a, a full sport Hall of Fame. We've been to the Packer Hall of Fame, you know, and and I've been to the Royals Hall of Fame, but never won for the sport itself. Um, football one's pretty cool. They did, they have some really nice stuff. Apparently, they've expanded it like crazy. Uh, a lot of really old school stuff. I took a ton of pictures that I got to get off my camera still and and get those on Facebook and stuff. But um, you know, it, it's an interesting weekend because there's all the festivities are happening. The induction. Apparently, there were. I think like 120 different Hall of Fame inductees there over the weekend. Um, and you'd see them every now and then, but we uh, we were kind of done with things, but there were two theaters that have like, you know, movie. There, there's a Lamar Hunt theater that has a bunch of Super Bowl stuff. And then there was another one upstairs and we skipped it originally because the line was kind of long. We're like, oh, we'll just come back and hit it when we're done with everything else. So we go up to the side of the theater, and right next to it is like this enclosed, um, almost like a big dining room thing, and it said like gold jacket lounge or not gold gold, gold jacket something or other like room. And we were up there, we we're looking at the line. We we're like, eh, the line's still looking kind of long, and we were kind of debating back and forth, like, do we need to watch a video? I mean, we watch we watch so much crap on TV already for for sports, you know. And while we're debating it, all of a sudden these two guys with Hall of Fame shirts come up and they're kind of pushing people back a little bit. And all of a sudden we see all these guys walk in with gold jackets. We're like, what the hell is this? Here's Jim Kelly, Chris Carter, um, Franco Harris, um, uh, Jim Brown, fucking Joe Namath, like a bunch of Hall of Famers. OJ Simpson? No, no, OJ. No. No. Um, I mean, Franco, it's funny, Franco Harris, even though he's a Pittsburgh Steeler, in third grade, my teacher, Miss Blattner, loved Franco Harris. And I learned who Franco Harris was because of her. And, and I always liked the guy. You know, he was a hard worker. He was a great player. And so I was like, holy shit, that's freaking Franco Harris. And all of a sudden, we were, we were just starstruck by Joe Namath. Uh, you know, it's probably Joe. So as football fans, we were just, Travis and I were both just freaking out. We were just like, this is... This is, this is the highlight of the weekend right here. Well, then they do this thing where 
the current indu- inductees they kind of make up the Hall of Fame makes up like you know a locker like in the locker rooms at, at a stadium for each of the inductees. So we wanted to go see the Favre one. You know, they they'd put a picture up of it, and we wanted to go get a picture with it and everything. So, and it's down in this other wing downstairs, and we go down, and she's like, "Oh, we're you know it's closed for about an hour," and we're like, "What?" And because that was the last thing we had to do besides go to the gift shop and all that. Um, you know, because everything exits to the gift shop. <laughs> uh, and I look through this kind of opening, and there's Favre doing his interview in front of his locker. So I grab my camera, and I'm going to take a picture. And this effing kid, this little kid, probably 12 years old, wearing a goddamn Favre Viking shirt, uh, jersey. And I'll get into that in a minute. Um, is standing there, and he literally looks at Travis and says, I ain't moving. And I'm like, what the? And I, I could have been an asshole and just pushed him out of the way, and I almost did. But I just took the camera and I, I just snapped a shitload of shots. Like I, I held it up and I snapped a bunch of shots. And and I look at Tra- Travis. And I'm like, well, there we go. We saw Favre two already. So, you know, it, it, we went outside and they had like the whole parking lot at the Hall of Fame. They had full of tents and stuff. You know, for the whole weekend, and they had beer tents and everything. And you know, we're Packer fans. Go out and have a few beers. It literally was like we were at Lambo, like outside Lambo, waiting for the game to start. Like it was just, you might have saw like three Raiders fans and maybe like three or four Colts fans because Marvin Harrison and Tony Dungy went in. Everything else was Packer fans. It was insane. So, you know, we go get a couple of beers and we sit down and they have like tables out there with umbrellas and all that. And sure enough, a couple other guys come by. They're like, hey, mind if we sit with you? Yeah, sure. Sit, have a seat, you know. And, their sons come out, we're all sitting there, and we're all talking like, oh, where are you from? Oh, we're from Waukesha. And it literally was. It was it, like we sat out there for two three hours because it was just everybody bullshitting like we're at the stadium. So then we finally go back in, we check out the lockers, which was really cool. Um, it sucked, though, because Favre's, they actually had his Vikings jersey in there, too. And we all, well, we all that's thought. How, that's what he went in under as no, a Viking. no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but we all thought that Favre chose it, you know, because if you know the Packers history, the way that Favre left the team, it kind of sucked. He didn't want to leave. Ted Thompson, who's the GM, it's a long story, but he kind of forced Favre out because he drafted Aaron Rodgers. He's the GM now. He was kind of, you know, exerting his 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 power over the team, et cetera, et cetera. And notoriously, Favre just hated Ted Thompson and. They traded him to the Jets so that he'd be in a different division completely and we'd never have to see him again, you know, just so that we didn't have to go through that. And he, you know, he left the Jets after one year, and what'd he do? He goes to Minnesota. And now he's with one of our hated rivals. You know, it's it's them, the Lions, and, and the Bears. That's who we hate the most. And that first season he was with the Vikings, he was really good. I mean, he proved that he could still play and the whole thing, but... <clears throat> um, you know, his Vikings jersey's in there. So all the Packer fans that are taking a picture with the with the locker, everybody was standing in front of that that jersey, like blocking it in every picture. Um, but we found out later that it's the Hall of Fame that puts that together. It's not the player that chooses it. And what they said was that jersey is the jersey he was wearing when he played his last game in his in his streak, in his consecutive games played streak. So that's why they put it in there. And I'm like, no, they're just trolling Packer fans. Um. But that's the thing that really gets under my nerves is all the, you know, there was a few fans there, like Vikings fans that wore their Favre jerseys. 
And it just bothered me because, you know, Favre was our quarterback for 16 years. He was he was the Packers. You know, he started at Atlanta. He barely ever played. I don't think he ever actually played in a game in Atlanta. But he was he was our quarterback, you know, and, and he was there when Holmgren took over. You know, Ron Wolf came in, got Holmgren there, got Favre there. It was just the perfect storm, and, and that's why they were so successful because – for 30 years, well, I'd say maybe 25 years between Super Bowl two and, and when those guys came in, man, it they were terrible. The Packers were awful. And the, the fans stuck by them, you know? And all of a sudden, like, this new, renewed sense of, holy crap, success, and we're, you know, the team's winning and everything else. And you see these people walking around with these five jerseys from, from Minnesota, and it's it's almost like oh see we're like on equal ground we had far for two years I'm like really you know it's almost like Washington Redskins fans saying oh Lombardi's our coach too because he coached there for one season after he left the Packers it, no no and even in Favre's speech he said I'm always going to re- be remembered as a Packer and I we had a guy right behind us at the inaugura- at the ceremony like wearing a Vikings jersey I almost turned around and said yeah take that piece of shit off like it's <laughs> it's just annoying um. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah, we take it personally up here. We have nothing else to do. It's Wisconsin. We have to we have to root for our Packers. Um but I will say, you know, I, I got to go to a Packer game down in Cincinnati a few years ago. Um our listener Pete uh invited me down and, and it was a blast. It really was, even though the Packers lost that day. But one of the things that always stays in my mind is that the Bengals won that day and we were walking out to the car and all these Bengals fans are just yelling expletives at me the whole time. Like, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, uh, didn't you win? Like, uh, there was a car that's, that stopped in the middle of the street so they could roll down their windows and yell, and like yell shit at me. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of a dick move, you know? And I kind of expected similar attitudes in, Cle- in well, you know, Canton, south of Cleveland. And I, I just kind of expected it. But I was proven wrong, man. Canton, Akron, all that area, everybody was super awesome. Like, every, you know, obviously I think in Canton some people kind of realize, you know, hey, the the, the Hall of Fame is kind of our bread and butter around here. But where we, we stayed like 35 minutes north of the uh, of the Hall of Fame. And even at the hotel, everybody was super awesome. Bartenders were great. You know, we went down to the Canton Brewing Company, which is this humongous building in downtown Canton. Awesome beer, great food. It was a really neat space. Like, they had this 15,000-square-foot basement. They call it the Speakeasy with a couple of bars down there. They even had, like, uh, uh, a couple of things for bags, and or you call it cornhole. Everybody calls it cornhole. But, like, really cool place, and, and we were walking around. They had all these street vendor things going on that night, and... I can't say enough about that city and about that area. Like, it was so cool. But the, the the highlight of the entire weekend, pretty much, was Saturday. The Packers put on, like, they called it a pep rally, but it was this big party at a, at a place right by the airport in Akron. And again, it was like, I think they said 17,000 square foot place. And... It was supposed to go from four to five, but we sh- we know Packer fans, so we were like, we got to get there early, and we were gonna eat lunch and everything, which that didn't happen. But we got there at like eleven thirty, something like that, and they had a bar. Well, first off, we go in the place, and it's huge inside, humongous place, and 
like all the seats at the bar are already taken. There were like three bars inside. They're all filled. I'm like, oh, Christ, we didn't get here early enough. But we go outside, and they had a, a covered bar outside, you know, a nice roof and everything. And sure enough, there's a couple seats at the bar. Like, oh, go sit there, you know. And we sit down, and we're talking to the bartenders, and we're like, you ready for today? Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we're ready, we're ready. I'm like, you sure? Because there's going to be a lot of Packer fans here, and, and I hope you bought enough beer. Oh yeah, we we got three walking coolers. We're good to go. We're we're gonna be set. And I'm like, you might want to stock up these coolers out here right away because you're gonna get a run. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. An hour later, they ran out of uh, pretty much everything except for Bud Light. Completely ran out of beer in an hour, almost. Um, they even had like beer specials, which is hilarious. Like they could have overcharged for beer and everybody would drank it still. But they were doing like dollar bottles of PBR, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, and of course that went right away. It was just it, Packer fans are like locusts when it comes to beer. Like, instead of going after the cornfields and everything, it's just whatever beer you got, they're going to drink it. And it, they had to bring in two more trucks of beer, and because the GM came out later and she's like, "We bought, we had 155 cases of Miller Lite, and it was gone in an hour." And then she said, and we had 50 more brought over, and that was gone right away. And she said, now we got a third truck showing up, and I don't know how many they had on that one. But they just... <laughs> it was pretty awesome to watch. Just watching the bartenders, like, holy shit! Uh, you, you could see it on their faces. But it was great. It was the, the funniest thing was, these two guys sit down next to me. And, you know, we're like, hey, where are you from? Where are you from? And, and we're like, yeah, originally, you know, from Fond du Lac or whatever. And one of the, or, and I said, well, actually, North Fond du Lac. And the guy goes, wait, we're in North Fond du Lac. And I said, well, I grew up on, on Wisconsin Avenue. And he goes, yeah, I live on Wisconsin Avenue. And I'm like, oh, I was 6'11". And he goes, I'm 6'17". I'm like, wait, that's Myra's old house. He goes, yeah, I, I bought the house from Myra. <laughs> we're like in Ohio, and I end up meeting a guy that lives across the street from where I grew up. How screwed up is that? Yeah, it was, but it's that kind of day. I mean, we were meeting people from everywhere around Wisconsin. There were locals that were Packer fans. It, dude, it was one of the coolest trips I've ever taken. Just not a bad, never a bad attitude, nothing. We just had an absolute blast. So if you guys, if any of you listeners are around that, from around that area, loved it. I would love to go back. It was awesome. And if you haven't tried that Canton uh, Brewing Company downtown, go try it because it's excellent, man. It, it's really, really good. So, And we brought a couple cases of Yangling back. Had to have the Yangling beer because we drank a lot of that over the weekend. But, yeah, it was, it was really awesome. So glad we went. And it wasn't even that expensive, man. We, were, we, were, we, we sat at that bar for five hours. Our bill was 31 bucks, and that was both of us. And we drank like fish. <laughs> I was drinking vodka. Like, I wasn't even drinking beer. I was drinking vodka, and our bill was 31 bucks. That's insane. Yeah. So, it was awesome. Glad we went. But now we want to go check out the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Which nice. is really in the middle of nowhere. Well, Sam says he actually doesn't live too far from there, so he's, he offered to let us come up and hang out and, and stay with, with those guys, so... Um, I think if maybe next year we might think about going up there and checking it out because I would really love to go up there and, and see that that Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was gonna go with my dad, and I looked it all up, and I'm like, oh fuck, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like a nightmare to get there. Yeah, it is, but I mean, we we left on a Thursday and we came back. Yet we never even imagined like going to the Hall of Fame game because that game's always stupid anyway. 
And I'm glad we didn't go because then they canceled the game because <laughs> of the turf. What idiots. Um, but I mean, it's really only a seven hour drive. And we took back roads through Indiana. We, we took Highway 30 through. And that brought us right up into uh, uh, into the uh, the interstate right by when you get into Illinois. It's like 11 miles from Illinois. So we flew back yesterday. It was it was an easy drive. It was awesome. So yeah, that was that was really neat though. I the the, the football hall of fame is really cool. If you're a football fan, it's definitely worth going. It really is. So loved it. All right, I'm done boring everybody with that. Uh, want to take a break? Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what's going on around PS Nation. We'll do some emails. Who knows? Maybe something else will come up, too. But uh, we'll be right back. Uh, that special time of the week, folks. That special time when you can just sit back, maybe grab a snifter of brandy, light your uh, light your cigar, sit in that big leather back chair next to the fireplace. Are you just trying to make the podcast longer at this no. point? No. Okay. Just trying to paint a mental picture. Mental is right, yeah. Yeah. And let... Uh, Josh's soothing voice take you to a place. <laughs> soothing, please. <laughs> All right. And that place is around PS Nation. So, <laughs> reviews this past week. Yeah. Abzu review went up from MJC from Indeed. Michael. It's an interesting review. You have to read it yourself to see. I need to play that. Why game. it's interesting? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, me too. I haven't I have touched it. it yet. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I had time. I forget what day it was. I suddenly I had some time <clears throat> and said, you know what? Let me go back and look at the drafts. Because I'm sure there's a review draft sitting out there that I never finished. Sure. And I found Lego Shadow, Lego Ninjago Shadow of Ronin for the Vita. Oh my gosh. And I went in and I was like, why did I never finish this? Do I have to like pull my notes from somewhere and write this whole thing up? And I look at it and I'm like, all I'm missing is the screenshots. What the (laughs) Son of a... So then I I, I go, oh, I'll just get the screenshots. Oh... Yeah, it was a Vita game. Mm-hmm. And the screenshots could be on any memory card. Oh, jeez. And I played this one 
a big chunk of it on PlayStation TV. So oh, I was okay. like, this is why I didn't do it. Because getting the memory card and doing the... And the oh, <laughs> so I go looking and I go through like four different memory cards and I find it. And I'm like, there's a bunch of screenshots. Okay, I got them here. All right. Nice. So then I get it all plugged in. I copy it over to the PC. And then I go to copy it to my PS Nation drive into the giant reviews folder and everything. Yeah. And there's already a bunch of screens in there. And I'm like, wait, what the? And it was a different set of screens. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I had some, but they were they were all from like, those were the PlayStation TV ones. Because okay. they were all from near the beginning of the game. And I, was, I kept forgetting to take screenshots on the PlayStation TV. So it was like a chunk all from the same spot. And I'm like, okay, this is why I needed these other ones. And all right. So I put all the screens in. I updated things. I had to redo the banner because <laughs> this was from March 2015. Oh, yeah. Well, you just beat my record. No, there's some older reviews sitting out there in the uh, draft folder. So I didn't beat anything. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm. I don't have no. any other ones sitting out there. Do I? Oh my gosh! Yes, you do. Do I? Yes, no. you do. I thought God of War Three Remastered was my uh, was my white whale. No, actually, I'll go through those real quick after I do this. But okay, so yeah, I had to update their banner to the year ten banner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was good. So I updated some other stuff. Things have changed. Little things in in the way we do things. You know, with the little extras, PlayStation TV compatible, and all that stuff, and. So I put all that stuff in there and I got it up. You know, I figured it's, I wrote it all. It should just, I should just get it up at this point. Sure. So yeah. I got it up. Yay. Yay. So that one is up. And then uh, Chaz did a review of Brutal, Brut at all. <laughs> brutal. Uh, the one that is all ASCII characters, uh, kind of a dungeon crawler fighting game. Yeah. Uh, which looks like fun, actually. Yeah. That comes out, oh, comes out the ninth. That comes out when the podcast comes out. Indeed. So he finally got that one done. And Riptide GP Renegade from Michael from MJC. Poor MJC. And yeah, he got that one up. And all right, so let me go. This, this should be fun. Yep. But- this should be fun. Okay, so all posts. Do, 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 drafts. Well, I know for a fact I still have to do the full review for MLB for this year. Well, yeah, but they're, they're well, okay. But that's not a draft. That's actually out there, I think. Well, the review isn't. It was that review so far thing. Okay, so here are, and some of these, you know, we can most likely delete, but this the first one. Last modified April 28th, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Glenn Percival. Mm. Review of Star Wars Pinball Heroes Within DLC. Oh, that's because we, we decided we weren't going to do reviews yeah. on all those. All right. Uh, the next one, yeah. February 14th, 2015. Uh, Far Cry 4 Valley of the Yetis DLC, Glenn Percival. I never. You never wrote that up. You know what? I have all my notes for that, so I could probably get that one done. 
Okay. Next That's one. That's funny. I thought, I, I thought that was posted. <laughs> nope. Wow. Next one, May 7, 2015, Glenn Percival. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolfenstein, The Old Blood. Hmm. Okay. You know what's funny? I think we decided not to do that because I played the entire game on YouTube. <laughs> All right. It's a great uh, game. Next one, uh, Damon Bullis. Uh, <laughs> from June 4th, 2015, Bladestorm Nightmare. Oh, jeez. Uh, June 4th, 2015, Damon Bullis, Game of Thrones Season 1, Episode 3. Well, and then we changed our policy, so well, the whole game's no, out now, isn't it? No, we were writing them all at the yeah. time, and I have Episode 3 and 4 are both sitting there from June 4th. <clears throat> Unwritten. Um, uh. Then we have uh, what is that? March eleventh, twenty fifteen. Dave Hunt, Tiny Troopers Joint Ops. He never posted that. Never posted it. Oh, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I thought that was posted. Okay, then, I know he had a brutal time with it. He yeah, he really he did struggled with that one. Yeah. Uh, July twenty third, twenty fifteen. Glenn Percival, Nyko Data Bank for PlayStation Four. Uh, that never got done because I. The, w- yeah, excuses. No, no, no. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's that the PS Four was sitting at the house and I wasn't there. I just never got around to installing the damn thing. Then September twelfth, twenty fifteen. Kyle Jesse, Tales Ooh. from the Borderlands, Episode Four, Escape Plan Bravo. Yeah, well, you can delete that. Yeah, that was. I think that was the final episode. Oh Jesus. Yeah, I think. Uh, or no, that was four. There were five episodes in there. Okay. Now, moving forward, we have the Turtle Beach Elite 800 headset from Dave Hunt. He never posted that? Never posted that. Dave. Uh, that was last modified on January 23rd of this year. Wow. Then MLB The Show 15 PS3. <laughs> uh, I don't think I ever got it. Which was yours. Well, no, you were going to write it for the Golden Minecarts. You had it. You said you would write it up. and mm, Yeah, the, that was for the oh, Golden Minecarts. Oh, you know why that didn't happen? It got packed. Yep. Yeah, I don't know where it is. And then uh, February 16, 2016, Glenn, Far Cry Primal. That's when I got sick. Yep. Yeah. And then... But I did do a review on the podcast for that. February 19th, 2016, Dave Hunt, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. What the fuck? Yeah, he hasn't... Yeah. (laughs) Dave! Uh, Then uh, May 2nd, 2016, Dave, Party Hard. Oh, what? What? Sorry, Dave. What the... (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, and then there's a bunch of test things and a bunch of potential new things. The Hitman test review, Chaz finished that and he actually updated it recently with yeah. the new thing. I actually, when I was messing around on the site looking for a way to deal with this issue of publishing part one of a review and then updating and 
making it show up again on the sure. front page. Sure. I figured out a way to do that. So Ooh. I'm actually going to go through and edit his Hitman review, and we're going to get that up. And as he updates it, we're going to re-pop oh, it to nice. the front, top of the front page every okay. single time. So I finally figured that out. Hey, I think I finally figured something out, too. Yes. I think the show title this week should be Dave's Not Here, Man. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> because the next one... Oh, no! <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, June twenty second, twenty sixteen. Last modified. Mighty number nine from Dave. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> then, uh, then we're into stuff that's more current that people are currently definitely working on. Well, I'm working uh, on the controller one. I haven't, I haven't well, put anything up yet. But no, there's nothing. There's not even draft for that. So uh, MGC. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Bundle. This is what you people can look forward to. These are coming soon. There we go. Uh, Andy, Hyperlight Drifter. Nice. Uh, Chaz, Mutant Mud Super Challenge, which I think is done right now. I think he just sent me an email before we started recording. Nice. And 10, 10 Second Ninja X from Chaz, which I think is also done. Cool. Uh, Sheer and the Wanderer, The Tower of Fortune, and The Dice of Fate from Matt. Okay. Uh, Lifeless Planet from Chaz is done. He nice. sent me an email right before we recorded and said that is done. Nice. And Good job. I think that's it. He also sent me... Well, Jason is working on a review for the new Sumo... I think it's called The, the Air or something like that. Uh, but first I'm, first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> well, no, he, he's been sick. So uh, he just got it a few days ago, but he's been sick. So okay. that's why nobody emailed you about it yet. But it's this new chair that they're doing that you actually kind of hold the opening open and it's got Velcro right. on it and you fill it with air. So you don't Is have to he... use a pump or anything. You just kind of fill, like turn around a little bit or put it in the wind and you seal it up right away and, and you sit on air. You said he's been sick and he just got it. And so d- did he open it and the Zika virus came pouring out of it and <laughs> no, that's how he, was he got sick. sick? before he got it. Okay. It sounds like he was sick before it showed up. So I'm just thinking of the guy that coughed into Homer's oh. <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. And then um, infected everybody with Osaka flu. Yeah, Osaka flu. Um, yeah, so we'll have something about that, uh, which I'm actually pretty interested in because um, I always like the sumo stuff. You know, you've, you've got, what, one yeah. or two of their chairs? One and, chair. Yeah, um, I've got two of them, and uh, MJC, I think, has one. Or no, MJC doesn't have one. Who else has one? Somebody. We have like four or five reviews of those things up. So, oh, Dave. Hey, that's a review Dave finished. Did he? Let me double check. Oh, now I'm going to get a text. Stop picking at me. Because maybe I didn't even get an email. Oh, no, he posted it. I know that one's posted. Huh? Because it's like the size of a couch. It's just, it's oh humongous. yeah, that was yeah. yes because he needed the super giant one and yes he got yeah, the super like giant the omni. One. I don't remember anymore. The omni reloaded. Yeah. Wait, let me say. Dude, their chairs are awesome. Or was no the omni reloaded was the one you did that was that little fold out one. Yeah, that's the one when I lived in Madison. The titanium. Is the one from Dave. That's the massive monster gigantic yeah, one. It's huge. Uh I did the lounge solace chair. Right. 
which is which a awesome. single person seater that you just kind of sit in and it's comfy. And then the emperor was Ray. Ray, that's who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have four of them, and it's those four. Yeah. So this is their new type where it's not filled with anything. It's just air. But the cool thing is, it's really easy to take with you because you just kind of roll it up, and it rolls all the air out, and it's really small when it's done. So, um, yeah, they they emailed us and said, "Hey, would you like to to check this out?" So we found somebody that wanted to review it. Yeah, exciting stuff. Cool. Yeah. So sorry for calling you and well, Dave not, out. We're not calling anybody out. You're just going through the list. <laughs> yeah, I was going through the list. I forgot that Dave had so many. Yeah. Uh, um, the funny thing is, he probably has all of his notes on like three of those. Oh, probably. And he just never got them written. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then really quick, I want to bring up Extra Life. Uh, the Guitar Heroes haven't gone out yet, uh, just because I didn't have time to get them done. Uh, but I'm hoping this weekend, because I have to go up and mow the lawn, I'm hoping this weekend I can get up there in time and get them down to the store. Because we have to box them up like special, because those boxes are such a weird box. And there's a couple other ones that we finally got the addresses for that uh, I'm going to try to get those out as well. So that'll be it. And then we have to start thinking about Extra Life for this year. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> eh. I'll be honest. Are- I'm... I'm worried that I came and stayed for 24 hours right now. Well, are we having our special guest? Don't say don't his know. name. Yeah, like, I don't just, know. Just, we should. He was uh, a lot of talk a few months ago, but I have to I check back with him and see. Yeah, I'm not sure. Tell him I fully expect him to be here. <laughs> we'll see what. It, well, they're on vacation right now, so I'll talk All to right. him next week. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the monthly question went up for monthly August. Question. And it was, what game are you most looking forward to this fall? Oh, God. Wait, that includes October. Uh, yes. Yeah, like which yeah, became a whole thing. So Andy, Keith, Ray, Chaz, MJC, John, Ben, Matt, all answered. Yeah. So everybody take a look at that, see what their answers were, and go tell them how dumb they are, because those are the wrong answers. Because <laughs> <clears throat> it's the internet. Yeah, <clears throat> you're all wrong all the time. Then last week on the Daily Poll <clears throat> was, let's see, what did we do? Ah, uh, reviews. So the divide between critics and users as we all know, uh, Rotten Tomatoes needs to be shut down. Hey, I fight for the users. <laughs> um, so Monday was, which do you trust more user reviews or critic reviews? Uh, would you trust a review where the reviewer got the game for free or where they paid for it? Uh, yeah. Just no, no. Would you trust one more by a fan of the series or by a newcomer? Uh, should someone be allowed to review the game to review a game they backed on Kickstarter? Uh, in general, which do you like to read more reviews that trash a game or ones that heap praise? Mm. And that was it. 
Okay. Interesting results across the board. Yeah. Something to look at there. So streaming, yeah, Keith had some issues last week with the login. Yeah, so he's actually streaming right now as we speak. He's playing Destiny. So he can do it. So he will be back to his Fernandez's frustrations Fridays and his super duper Sundays. Super duper Sundays. And MJC Mondays and Chaz Any Days. And every now and then maybe I'll pop in and surprise somebody. Yeah. With a stream. You never know. Never know. They happen. Uh, and I think that's everything. All right. Sure. Sure. Sounds good. All right. Well, we just have one email tonight. Well, we have a second one. Oh, do we? Yeah. Okay. That should have gone through. Maybe it didn't. I don't see it. Did I get it? I got it. Oh. You should have gotten it. Yeah, I sent it to you. So, um, you read the first one. Okay. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm just checking my spam, but I don't see anything in there either. <clears throat> All right, email number one. This is from Justin Branham. He says, so I want to order, or I want to pre-order Battlefield 1, but I'm not sure if there's a reason, or if there's a season pass that will come out with that. I know they usually do Battlefield Premium, but I don't see that anywhere and was wanting to know if you all knew anything about it. I... Don't remember hearing anything. I'm sure they will do something like that. They they did it with Battlefield Hardline and they did it with Battlefield Four. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I haven't seen any pre-order packages for that either, so I can't really tell you. But uh, they haven't said specifically if they're going to do that or not yet. But I will say, if if uh, if they offer it, it's going to be a good deal because man, they they're still bringing content up for Battlefield Four. They just uh, they just unified the, um, the the interface between all the consoles and stuff. I mean, crepes, that was the, almost a launch. That was. That was a launch game. And they're still updating it. Partly because Hardline kind of sucks. But BF4, that that is one of the best values I've ever had for Season Pass. Uh, for Battle for Premium. That was, the, the amount of content was crazy. So, and that just reminds me that I still have another Battlefield... Uh, Battlefield 1 tr- video to put up. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Been busy. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard. Sorry. All right. The next email is from Joshua D. Palmer. Ah. I'm going to read this verbatim. All right. So, hello, PlayStation Nation, a.k.a. Josh Lankford and Glenn Percival. I'm sure Mr. Percival knows me somewhat from Twitter, bothering him with Laserdisc questions. Uh, yeah. Just to get the formalities out of the ways, you guys are great. I've been a listener since the pod- I've been a listener of the podcast since the Jared days. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. You guys are amazing. Here's my question. Is it possible to add eBay as an affiliate store link? Hmm. Actually, I just looked it up. It looks like it might be. Okay. <clears throat> so we will definitely look into that. Okay. 
Because, yeah, there's a sign-up now link and everything. So hmm. we will try to. Okay. At least. That doesn't guarantee we will. Because we've tried to sign up for other things and they've gone, fuck off. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right. Just if you have time during the podcast, could you give my gamer tag to... No. No, we're not doing that. PSN, Xbox Live, call sign a shout out. No. There's no time. We're out of time. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, I need to add more friends, and hopefully by doing that, I'll get some new real-life friends by doing so. Aw. Aw. That's what the forums are for, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Go to our forums. Okay. PSN, Hobbit Killer 83 Oh, Hobbit Killer. You evil bastard. Yeah. H-O-B-B-I-T-K-I-L-L-E-R-8-3. Xbox Live, Fubar Jackson, with a space there. Fubar Space Jackson. Wii U, who the fuck knows, LOL. Mm. Is that his real? I'm going to type that in. Who the fuck knows, LOL. Let's see if that's him. All right, then. With spaces between all of them. So look him up there on the Wii U. (laughs) Xbox Live, PSN, everybody's on there. Look him up on the Wii U. There you go. Under who the fuck knows, LOL. Yeah, but the problem is your friend request only lasts like seven days in the Wii U. Yeah. So unless he knows it's coming or unless he's checking for it every day, that could very well disappear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Josh... I uh, I tried to friend you on the Wii U a week ago. Yeah. I hope you got it. Yeah, me too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to read this and have a good one. I already have a good one. Now I'm looking for a longer one. Oh, boy. George Carlin, everybody. Thank you. Wow. Good night. <laughs> We're getting all the old school references in. Oh, like, yes. Dave's not here, man. And Wow. Yep. We're doing well. <laughs> Ah, uh, George. Yeah. I miss Carlin. Yep. All right. We ready to go? Yes. All right, because I want to play some No Man's Sky. Uh, next week, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about that. Uh, I'll do the full review of that controller, because I do want to get it written before I actually do the review on here. I want to get some stuff written, so I have some notes and everything. I want to check some pricing and all that stuff. Uh, and who knows what else we'll be talking about. I'm sure we'll have some... Since I'm actually home for a change, I'll have some time to play some games. So I can I can participate more for a change. So anything else from you, Josh? Uh, nope. All right. Well, until next week, get out there, play some games. Have a great one, folks. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you very soon. Take it easy. You're busted, Dave. <laughs> We'll never get Turtle Beach headphones for review again. Bye. Bye. I used to, uh, I used to kid Harris for being chubby, but he's actually not chubby anymore. He had a growth spurt. He's stretched out. He's fine. But a few months ago, I was actually worried that I was getting chubby. I saw a photo of me on the internet, and in the comments, someone wrote, Whoa, who ate Aziz Ansari? <laughs> Which, hold on, doesn't make any sense. If someone ate me, they wouldn't assume my form all of a sudden. Why do you look like that? I just ate him. But the person was right. I gained 12 pounds. So I started exercising in the gym, lost the weight right away. 
But I didn't always like the stuff that people at the gym would tell me. They would say things like, hey, Z's, you see this new study on Yahoo News? It says any food you eat after 11 o'clock goes straight to your belly. You should cut out those late night snacks. And I would always want to say, oh, really? There's this other study I heard about that says uh, if you have a lot of alcohol in your system and you eat a quesadilla at 3 in the morning, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, I did that study last night twice. But I love food. I love going out to eat at restaurants and stuff. It's really something I like a lot. I was eating at one of my favorite restaurants in New York not too long ago, and I was having dinner with a friend. He's like, Aziz, what have you been up to? And I said, shut up. 50 Cent is sitting over there, and I need to hear everything he says. And 50 Cent did not disappoint. 50 Cent, the rapper, ordered a grapefruit soda. The waiter brings him a grapefruit soda. And then 50 Cent said the greatest thing anyone could ever say when they see a grapefruit soda. He looks at the waiter and he goes, Why isn't this purple? (laughs) And it took me a few seconds. And then I realized, oh my God, 50 Cent has no idea what a grapefruit is. (laughs) Excuse me, everybody in the restaurant, shut up. A waiter's about to explain to a grown man what a grapefruit is. You realize how amazing this is? There are parents that aren't there when their children learns what a grapefruit is. I am there for that moment in rapper 50 Cent's life. This guy leaves a restaurant, he's gonna know about a new fruit. And the exchange was just glorious. The waiter's struggling to explain the concept of a grapefruit to a man who just didn't get it. He's like, no, you don't understand, they're two different things. Grape, grapefruit, grape, grapefruit. I know grapes are fruits, why do you keep saying it like that? No, it's just one word, grapefruit. You know, it's just one, it's a different, I get it. Grapefruit, apple fruit, orange fruit, carrot, vegetable. No, that's not it at all. And it just blew my mind. How does 50 Cent not know what a grapefruit is? This guy's been rich for so long. He has to run into a grapefruit every now and then. I do okay. I see grapefruits every fucking day. What happens when he sees a grapefruit? Is he just like... What's up with those oranges? They're all red and shit. And they're big as fuck. They're looking at me weird. Shoot those niggas. 